Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. Here we are. Football Friday on FST. Excited to be here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm Mike Blewett, along with my trusty cohort. Dave Martinez will be taking you around the world of the NFL and recapping last night's action in the NFL, which was the Pats against the Colts. And Tom Brady hits the mark, 500 touchdown passes for his career. He looks every bit as young as he used to. Got screwed on two interceptions, Dave. I mean, it, yeah. or n- <laughs> one was absolutely not his fault. I thought it should have been a catch and a fumble. And I have Brady in a league where interceptions really kind of hurt you. Uh, it was not a great throw to Hogan, but there's no excuse for not catching it. Like, he fired it behind it, but Hogan should have hung on to that. But that being said, we had some fantasy goodness last night, and of all places, it started with Eric Ebron. Yeah. Now, the Colts dropped a million passes last night. I'm trying to get a number on what the total was. It was up to six as I was watching it, um, and we'll find it uh, over the course of, the, of this first segment, but... The reality is Brady looked sharp as ever. Um, those two interceptions marred an otherwise clean game, 34-44 for 341s, one yards, and three more touchdowns. I did think, frankly, that the throw to Josh Gordon was a very high risk, and I just thought yeah. he kind of threw it up there. And the fact that the Colts' deep defensive backs were inept on the play Maybe Brady knew that. Maybe Brady saw that coming. But that was just a straight-up jump ball. So he gets bailed out by Josh Gordon in some sense. But, frankly, it's uh, I think it makes up for the fact that his receivers and, and tight end didn't help him out on the two interceptions. Yeah, I guess that's true. And, you know, you talk about that throw he makes to Josh Gordon, right? I, and we're talking about it. You just said, oh, maybe Brady calculated that the Colts' defense was inept. I wonder what the narrative would be if that was Josh Allen that made that throw and it did, yeah. in fact, get picked off. You know what I mean? I just think it's yeah. hysterical. Kind yeah. of, uh, you know, the self-fulfilling prophecy on some of these. But here's my yeah. biggest takeaway for this, Blewett. The Patriots' offense is back to exactly what we thought. He was getting time in the pocket yesterday, uh, Tom Brady that is and you know if we rewind the clock like three weeks the narrative was like oh my goodness the Patriots have no playmakers there's nobody who can win there's nobody who's getting separation right now I believe they are so dangerous, and the reason why is because they can threaten the defense at every single level, okay? You have Josh Gordon, who I will tell you, you know, you got bailed out with him. If you decided to start Josh Gordon, you got bailed out because of the touchdown. Josh Gordon, in my opinion, is going to be a better player for the New England Patriots than he will be for your fantasy team, all right? Remember, in Cleveland, 
All right. He, there were no other options. Okay. He was going to be a target monster there. That's not the case. He's a role player here in New England and the one that will stretch the defense, right? And safeties will have to uh, recognize him, right? Then when you do that, there is no bigger threat to safeties and linebackers in the NFL than Rob Gronkowski, right? So you have someone to threaten the deep level of the defense. You have Rob Gronkowski to threaten the intermediate level of the defense. And then now with the return of Julian Edelman and the, you know, 10 <laughs> catches of James White in the short game, right? Then at the short game level, you got James White out of the backfield. You have Julian Edelman getting back involved, catching seven balls for 57 yards. And then you have a regular traditional running back that you can give the ball to. The stereotype, Sony Michelle, 18 yards, I mean, excuse me, 18 carries, 98 yards, and a touchdown. It's clear that this guy is going to be their early down horse. They released Kenyon Barner, okay? So, uh, you know, Sony yeah. Michelle and James White were the only running backs who even dressed for this game. Sony Michelle now has 43 carries in the last two games. Yeah, so, and he catches a pass too. So he gets to 110 mm -hmm. yards from scrimmage and a touchdown. I think you're right. I think we now see the roles are defined. You even saw it with Edelman in his first game back. They're defined. He sees nine targets, seven for 57. He's your first down. He's your possession guy. Um, James White, uh, 12 touches. Sony Michelle, 19 touches. I think that's about where you'll be on a week-to-week -week basis. And Gronkowski, we know what he is. He's not blowing people away right now, but uh, they don't need him to. And I think you'll see this a lot of games like this for Gronk. Six for 75. It's not a bad game. You just, you know, we all want the Gronk. Uh, nine catches and three touchdown games. They just are not going to happen with regularity, uh, and you have to know that. But uh, Josh Gordon, you're right, and Chris Hogan, you're right. These guys are now part of the offense. They even made Cordero Patterson part of the offense last night, and Philip Dorsett. It is an extremely deep receiving core, especially when you include the running backs. They have legitimate pass catchers in White, Gronk, Edelman, Gordon, Hogan, Dorsett, Michelle, and Patterson. All of those guys can contribute on a regular basis. I have Josh Gordon in two leagues, but in neither league am I going to get rid of him. I understand that he is probably going to see, you know, somewhere between four and six targets on a weekly basis. Mm -hmm. uh, but in one league, there's no trades. Uh, and in the other league, there's not a lot of money on the line. So if somebody got hurt, then Josh Gordon's role would be uh, larger. And I think if you al already traded Josh Gordon, then you've extracted the value that you need. I'm sure you've done a good job by it. For me, I didn't ditch him just because I wanted to see how this all played out. And I think we know. I think Brady can trust him in, uh, you know, in jump ball situations and then in red zone situations, frankly. Yeah, I think that's that's the case, and I think that is the role he is going to play. For me, the scary part about New England, like you mentioned, you reeled off like six or seven legitimate, you know, options or threats. The yeah. The, the, the scariest part, in my opinion, Blewett, is that, you know, the shepherd of this fantasy herd is Tom Brady, right? And so who better than Brady knows how to kind of identify the mismatch, you know, audible, find the guy, and take whatever the defense gives you. And now he, he got time last night in the pocket, and you put Brady with time, with his intelligence and experience and all those options out there, he's going to find the mismatch and deliver the ball on time and on target. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. On the flip side of things, um, 
you know, it's really good news for James White, by the way, that they keep keeping yeah. him involved. So James White owners, I think, can be really happy about that. On the flip side of things, Andrew Luck, he's throwing the ball more than anybody in the league. Uh, they're not protecting him. I saw the stat going into last night. He had seen the second most hits in the league uh, behind only Deshaun Watson, who had seen 42, actually, through four games. Luck had 31. He saw a few more, more last night. He got pummeled in the first quarter because Naeem Hines, a rookie running back, missed a block. But he threw the ball 59 times. Here's the one thing I'll say about Luck is this is going to be it for the season. They can't run the ball effectively. So they're going to try. They put up 21 carries last night. I mean, they ran 70 offensive plays. So, excuse me, 80 offensive plays last night. But I think this is going to be a regular thing. He was throwing the ball on an average of 46 and a half times a game. He ups that average last night by putting it up another 59 times. But 365 and three touchdowns, I, we knew going into yesterday, we talked about it, that there's going to be some garbage time here. And it's why we laid off the 10 and a half that the Patriots were laying because, or it was 10, I guess, but we laid off of it because we knew there would be garbage time. He nearly got the one garbage time touchdown. Then they got the ball back, and uh, he did it again. So he came down, and it, it created Ebron having a huge night other than he was having a good night. And then it, it allowed Ebron to have a huge night, who goes 9 for 105 and two touchdowns. Not all of it was pretty, but between Luck and Ebron, you had some really productive performances last night. Yeah, you did. Um, and here's the thing. I agree with you, Blewett, this idea that Andrew Luck is going to put it up. You know, he put it up 59 times last night. I think in a week-to-week basis, you're going to see him between 45 and 50 attempts, right? But here's the thing. I Like, yes, Eric Ebron had a great game. The two touchdowns help you, right? Eventually, though, T.Y. Hilton will be back. Eventually, Jack Doyle might be back. So it might cut yeah. into him long-term, right? But here's I what think I so, think. Yeah. Here's what I think is the biggest takeaway of the narrative you were just saying. But not I, what, let me interject one thing, Go the ahead. Ebron thing. He has actually proven, even with everybody on the field, yes. he has proven that Luck is comfortable with him in the red zone. That is true. That is absolutely true. And, I, and what all I'm saying, so I, I, you're right, Mike. What I'm saying is even over that, though, the thing that the bigger takeaway for me is Naheem Hines. Okay, blew it because listen, to your point, they're going to be throwing the ball. I'm interested. You know how we do the snap counts like on Wednesdays? I'm really interested to see the snap counts for Naheem Hines vis-a-vis the rest of these Colts running backs, okay? Because he's the guy who's going to be on the field when they're in shotgun, when they're in two-minute, when they're in catch-up, and that's going to be a lot for these Indianapolis Colts now, in my opinion. But the thing is, they gave Naheem Hines also 15 carries last night, okay? So he gets 45 yards on the ground, another 40 in the air that's 90 yards but he caught seven balls as well I think that is going to be consistent and you know Robert Turbin came back zero carries Jordan Wilkins fumbles again you know Marlon Mack can't stay on the field I think you know Naheem Hines now in essence I thought of him originally as only a PPR play but I may now be growing to think this guy is a viable flex guy in standard leagues even. And in PPR, I think this guy ascends to a week-to-week kind of potentially RB2 kind of guy because he's going to be on the field enough. I think Naheem Hines is someone that you really have to pay attention to moving forward. Yeah. I'll say that standard I'm still out. I, I think he's ownable, okay. but standard, I'm still out. I think you're right. PPR, you have to consider this. I mean, look at that. They're running 80 offensive plays. 
90 yards, like you said, and seven catches. That's, you know, you, you're going to knock out 16 points. I, I know Pete, he may not have the upside of some other people, but he didn't even get in the end zone last night, and they will look for him in the red zone in certain sets. So 22 uh, touches. You know, people are loving Zach Paschal after his one-week uh, ascension, and it was just that. He had seven right. targets like night, Paschal. He caught one pass. Uh, Eric Swoop stole a touchdown for you last night. And, by the way, Swoop caught a second one, and they called Yeah, they got back. called back. Give and it to Ebron. Hooked me up. <laughs> hooked me up. That's what I'm talking about. Sometimes penalties will screw you, but last night, the fantasy black hole that is Eric Swoop uh, had one taken away. So that was that was big. I had Ebron in one league. I know we're playing against him, Dane, but I have him in another league where I desperately need a win. So, uh, so there you go. Ryan Grant, six for fifty-eight, just plugging away. I played Chester Rogers in my dynasty league, eight for sixty-six. I'll take it. 14.6 points out of Chester Rogers all day. Sign me up. But uh, moving forward, so I, this is the one question I'll ask you about the Colts. And they did drop a million passes. I can't seem to find the number. I had yeah. it up to six. I'm pretty sure it got to seven. Uh, but, man, that was brutal. And they were dropping bad passes, too. Ebron even. Oh, yeah. Was, like, Ebron was swearing at himself after the game. Chester right? Rogers right in the bread basket. Yeah, <laughs> you yes. know. Bad. Yeah, yeah. He had he threw a touchdown pass to Chester Rogers. It's not an easy play, but I mean, good receivers are going to catch that one. So yep. uh, here's the question: Everybody comes back. Doyle's back. Hilton's back. Let's call it two weeks from now. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what Doyle, Doyle's got a hip injury, right? I think. Yeah, I can't it's remember. It's a hip. So yep. Um, so who knows? I mean, that could be even longer term. But let's say Hilton and Doyle are back. Are Rogers and Grant valuable at all? No. They're throwing the ball a million times. I, I hear you, but don't forget, this is a team now where we believe Naheem Hines. We believe Eric Ebron, you know, in the pecking order, you know. So there are, think about there are other teams, you know, Blewett, that, you know, have a, a stud-wide receiver. But look at the Patriots, for example. Look at the Patriots, for example, right? You know about Julian Edelman, right? But you got to think Gronk gets his. You got to see James White getting his. And what I'm saying now, in Indianapolis, you'll have the T.Y. Hilton at the top of the pecking order. But Naheem Hines, you know, I don't want to go too far, but Naheem Hines is analogous to James White. In this offense, right? And Eric Ebron and Jack Doyle are analogous to Rob Gronkowski. I know they're not the same player. I understand that. But for this theory, what I'm saying is whoever you believe is the number two or three wide receiver for the Colts, Mills may still wind up being fourth in the overall pecking order. I get you that if Luck throws the ball 50, 59 times, everybody's going to catch something. But, you know, I just think that they're actually behind the tight ends. And the running back in the pecking order, so I would find other options. Yeah, so he's throwing the ball on an average now 49 times a game, so you got to figure Hines, Hilton, Doyle, I suppose Ebron is fourth, and then Chester Rogers and or Ryan Grant are fifth. That's the thing. So far, Chester Rogers over the last two weeks is winning out, but, you know, it's eight for 66 versus six for 58, 11 targets to nine. There isn't any separation there for me to call it that is definitely Rodgers over Grant. But I reaped the rewards last night basically out of desperation I played him. But uh, So there you go. Um, I heard you guys talking a little bit about Hines in terms of his speed, and they mentioned last night, and Scott said he's one of the fastest running backs. He's one of the fastest guys in the whole combine. He's the Human. fastest running back <laughs> in the whole combine. He was a 100-meter guy at he's NC State. He's a track State. star at NC State, yeah. Last night. And I'm since I'm a BC guy, I, I saw him play last year. He 
He's got some rushing ability. Uh, the fact that they can't do it is on the Colts. I mean, they actually carried the ball 21 times for 84 yards last night. That isn't bad. Um, but I just haven't seen their ability over the course of the year for them to do it consistently. Yeah, you're right. They, they Listen, they had 21 rushing attempts, but to me, the interesting part is that Hines had 15 of them. I think Jordan Wilkins, you know, he fumbled again uh, last night, blew it, so I think that's a problem uh, for Wilkins' owners, you know, Turbin was back eligible, didn't get a carry. Marlon Mack will be healthy eventually, but I really think they are moving to a uh, a universe where Naheem Hines is the only running back you need to own for the Colts, also because of the way they're going to be such a pass-happy team. Um, it's kind of like Chris Thompson last year when all those other power backs were gone and, and injured, um, how they really went to him a ton, and he got injured himself last year to Chris Thompson, I mean. But yeah, I, I think I know you said you're you're still staying away from him in standard, but if he has another game, Mike, where he's, you know, 10, 15 carries and he looks like that running back uh in early downs as well, I really think you uh you could roster him or almost even start him even in he standard. He was the o- Hines but is the only running back that ran faster than Saquon Barkley. A couple of receivers were faster, DJ Chark and Marquez Valdez Scantling. Well, I'm sure we'll yeah. get to later in this show. It's been a popular pickup for some people because nobody on the Packers is healthy. Um, right. But uh, so, you know, I, I was just making tons of notes last night on a lot of different stuff. But I, I'm going to hit you up with some trivia questions uh, after Ooh. the break because I think we're going to break here in about a minute. Um, but yep. I had a few guys that I feel like I was just making notes to myself that aren't talked about enough in fantasy football. One of them is Andy Dalton. I think he has been a popular pickup this week. But where do you think he ranks amongst quarterbacks this year? Um, I think he is inside the top eight this year. So close. So close. He's 10th right now. Mm. He's behind Mahomes, Ryan, Fitz, Goff, Breeze, Cousins, Rivers, Watson, Roethlisberger. Says one, well, two, you know he's going to get five, over six, Fitzpatrick. Seven, eight, nine. <laughs> That's right. So he is 10. That's right. So he is a top nine of the guys that are ownable. Now, Luck has a pretty decent game last night. Maybe he jumps over him. But, you know, we got Dalton up against the Dolphins this week. And the last guy I'll do before the break is John Brown. I've seen John Brown drop in a couple of instances. And I know you've been talking about him a lot. But it's interesting to me that John Brown is out there in some leagues and people aren't giving him any love. Yeah, it's true. He's got some kind of deep connection with Joe Flacco. He's the touchdown guy for the Ravens. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, three for 116 and a touchdown, five for 86, four for 92, three touchdowns on the year. We'll come back. I'll ask to eat some trivia. There's only one place to listen to the best fantasy advice, and that's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. By downloading the FNTSY Radio Network app, you'll be blessed with having the top fantasy experts right in your pocket. You'll get award-winning and entertaining programs like the Roto Experts. Let's cock-a-doodle do it. Fantasy best friends forever. Yeah! Carton and Friends. Yeah, buddy. And so much more. You feel what I'm saying? Download the FNTSY Sports Radio Network app now and take the most trusted fantasy experts with you wherever you go. Back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's FST, and you can get in touch with us. 
on Twitter at FNTSY Radio. I'm at Mike Blewett. Dane is at Spittin' Speeds, S-P-E-E-Z. Um, yeah, we'll do some calls in the final segment. So I'll release the phone number in about 15 minutes. So we'll take some calls in the final segment. Um get that going. But for those of you listening on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app or on TuneIn Radio or on iHeartRadio, thank you. We appreciate you listening. Uh, so, Dane, I was saying to you uh, last night, last night I had a lovely evening. <laughs> I My <laughs> whole family went to bed at about 8.15. Wifey was tired. Kids were asleep. And I sat there, cleaned the house a little bit, and I was like, you know what? I'm hungry. Uh, we didn't have any food in the house that I was jazzed up about, so I went to a local establishment. And ah, some chips and soda. On a, on a th- yeah, that's right. On a Thursday night, it was surprisingly empty. But that was to my benefit because I had my notes here. I was taking a whole bunch of notes for today's show and for Sunday's show, which is a marathon, obviously. Um, and I just sat there, had myself a sandwich, adult beverage, Dodgers game in front of me on one screen. Pat's Colts, which is focused on uh, right in front of me. Uh, and it was just a lovely evening. You know, nobody to bother me. Nobody, no drunk guy elbowing me. Literally the bar to myself to the point where I kept asking the bartender, uh, you know, I can get out of here. Like, I don't have to stay here. I'm just staying here until the end of the game. But if you want me to go, I could just go home. I wasn't, like, heavily drinking. Right. I just had, like, two beers as my sandwich. But... It's, right. It was just a nice, peaceful night, and I might go back there every Thursday for the rest of my life. <laughs> what if I tell you uh, my experience? You know, I do fantasy freestyle 7 to 8 p.m. on Thursdays. I get home. Yes. Uh, blew it. My lady's uh, folks are in town from California. So uh, they were here in our apartment. I walk on in, and, uh, you know, my girlfriend's parents are also here. We're here eating dinner. And chatting it up, watching the game. So it was a somewhat different experience in terms of my ability to focus. In terms of your ability to focus. But hey, they're taking us to a concert tonight. A little Tedusky Trucks. I don't know if you're familiar with them. So uh, that should be be interesting. I'm excited to see them at the Beacon Theater. Too bad I won't be able to see game one of the ALDS. I've seen the the Almonds. It's an The Almond Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I've seen the Almonds at. Uh, Beacon Theater, and yep. it's an, it was an amazing show, and, and uh, Derek Trucks is amazing, one of the best guitarists. Yep. Tedeschi Trucks at the Beacon Definitely. tonight. I'll be there. Good stuff. So uh, I, I asked Dane, I set Dane up with a trivia question before the break. Yeah. I should have figured out a way to get uh, folks involved in this one, but I'm going to ask him one. Marcus Mariota, and we'll, we'll, go, we'll launch into the game, talk about this game a little bit, but Marcus Mariota, since 2015, is one of three NFL QBs with 60 passing touchdowns and 10 rushing touchdowns. Who are the other two, Dane? Okay, so one of them is easy, in my opinion. One of them's got to be Cam Newton. That is correct. Okay. Now, the other one, you know, in the break, you were like, eh, the other one's not so easy. So it makes me think of, like, what is the way around it? You know what I mean? Like, what is the kind of interesting way in? And at first I was going to think Andrew Luck, but I know he's missed so much time, right? But here, something I saw last night that happened and something I saw last week with a guy uh, in New Orleans, you know, when they're on the one-yard line, Drew Brees and Tom Brady, both of them, take that snap and just dive over the pile and QB sneak a lot. So because you're asking this question after a Patriots game, I'm going to say my answers are Cam Newton and Tom Brady. That is not a terrible guess, but it is not correct. 
Uh, all right. So it is not. It is also not Drew Brees, if that is your backup okay. guess. So yeah, I was thinking of those little one-yard sneaks. Now I'm kind of uh, out there. I'm not exactly sure. I'll just throw out another name for an underrated rushing quarterback, uh, Alex Smith. That's a good one too. That's probably would have been my guess had I not read it, but. It okay. was a guy that a couple of years ago ripped off a few rushing touchdowns, and people were like, you know what? Kirk Cousins' floor is pretty mm. good because he runs into the end zone once in a while, and he does. He's the, he's the other guy. It's Kirk Cousins, Cam Newton, and Marcus Mariota. You wouldn't necessarily tie those three together, but it is Cousins uh, with that. So, um, look, on this game, I'm very tempted on taking this game. It is in no man's land at minus five, which I hate for the Titans, minus five. And the Bills are obviously a home dog. There's a lot of home dogs this week, by the way. I th- I'm sure you yeah, there are. as you were going through it. There's a, t- there's a yeah. ton. And I don't like betting against multiple home dogs in a given week. And I already have one lined up for sure that I'm betting against. And it's the same one as you uh, did earlier this show. And we'll do our picks okay. uh, either later this segment or in the top of the next segment. But, um, you know, the way the Titans are lining up, I, I – this probably isn't the week for Corey Davis because you got Tredavious White there. He had three passes defended last week. He has the mo- his four games with the most pass- with three pa- plus pass defenses, his second most in the NFL. So he's been really good. I don't know that he's going to shadow Corey Davis the entire game, but he will limit him for sure uh, in this game. And as much as I was on Corey Davis last week, I don't know that he's a must start this week. No, but I do like uh, I do like Deion Lewis this week though because I agree yeah, with yeah. you. Um, I agree with you that Tre'Davious White is an underrated corner in this league that can shut down. And, and listen, outside of Corey Davis, people are asking me about Taiwan Taylor. And uh, listen, if you need to, maybe. But I, I wind up thinking that this is a lower scoring game. The total on this one is only thirty nine and a half. I think the Titans can you know kind of grind it out. It'll be an ugly game, but they can get a win. I'm not going to bet this game, though. I'd stay away from this one just because, like you said, the home dog. I know it's in no man's land. That I see it at five right now. But the Titans play close games all the time. They don't blow That's people true. out generally, and especially on the road. So I would lean towards that home dog, but uh, I'm staying away from it altogether. So. I, I, I do, do like Tennessee so. as a streaming defense, though. Yes, and I do think that they may be finding their stride offensively. I do think that that's possible. You know, I, they started yeah. to come alive. Corey Davis had a huge game last week. Mariota is yeah. now back and healthy. I think there's opportunities here. You know, another guy that we haven't talked about at all, and, you know, for good reason, frankly, but LaShawn McCoy is just absent from the fantasy discussion this year for because the offense has been terrible and because he's right. got a lot going on. They haven't the been ribs. able to run the ball, but really kind of a, you know, for a guy that I stayed away from this year because I've, I've said this many times before, I'm just going to stay away from guys with offensive line issues that I perceive yep. to be significant offensive line issues. So this year, I have no shares of LaShawn McCoy. I have none of David Johnson. I have none of Saquon Barkley, and I have none of anybody in Seattle, Lamar Miller, or Houston, yeah. or Houston as well. So the um, let me let me correct that. I technically do have a share of Chris Carson, but I've had him on my dynasty team for like three years. Just or and you're talking running year. backs here because like DeAndre Hopkins is still okay. You know, yes, for this the, is it, just running yeah. backs. Yeah, we're talking running backs. And, yeah. you know, and obviously Barkley has been extremely valuable. Frankly, he's the first guy. He's one of the only guys in NFL history to rip off four 100 yard from scrimmage games to start his career. 
Uh, he's chasing down Kareem Hunt's record, which was set last year uh, at seven. So I'm not suggesting that I am right on all of this stuff. I just I just fade these guys, and on the whole, I think I come out ahead. And McCoy was one of those guys. He's not even in the top 40 running backs right now. So you're really struggling if you're a McCoy owner. Do you see any light at the end of the tunnel for him? No. And to be quite honest, Blewett, I was saying this um, going into the season. I mean, you remember, he had the uh, off-the-field issues going into the season as well, right? So there was this proverbial cloud that could potentially hang over him, um, you know, and with the NFL being as inconsistent as it is. By the way, we heard word that Robbie Anderson will not be suspended because of his off-season arrest and stuff that he wants to do to officers' how. wives and stuff. Exactly. I don't know how um, you don't get suspended to, for that. To my point, the NFL is incredibly inconsistent, right? So, really but I, that was a reason people were the on the fence true. on McCoy. Yeah, you know, but here's the thing. McCoy, I was talking about other factors aside from the off-the-field issues. Aside from what you mentioned is a good point in the offensive line. McCoy was also already on the wrong side of 30, blew it. You know, he's a running back who has a lot of, you know, wear and tear. And listen, if you are a defensive coordinator facing the Buffalo Bills— Right. What are you talking about in your Wednesday meetings, you know, with the defense or the Thursday meetings? You're like, we're going to stop 25. You know, we're going to put I, I, I use the phrase sometimes we put all 53 men in the box against LaShawn McCoy. Right. And force Josh Allen to beat me with uh, a bad wide receiver group. So for those reasons, I was off McCoy in the first place. Yeah. Uh, so. <clears throat> Uh, so, yeah, before we get back to uh, the next game, Fantasy Factor is the only DFS site with exclusively single-entry contests. It's fun and a recreational place to play with smaller leagues and flatter prize pools. They have great free promos like Survivors, Super Bowl Squares, and March Madness Bracket Contest. So sign up today. Go to FantasyFactor.com. That's FantasyFactor.com. So I'm going to jump over to another game because it was one of the things that popped into my head last night. I wanted to take a look and what we didn't do yesterday. The Cleveland running back snap count is kind of an oh, important yeah. one because now we're seeing that they want to get Chubb in. I mean, it's good. It's good because they're actually all been productive. But um, we just wonder if this and, I, and it may just stay this way. Maybe Nick Chubb starts to see more snaps and uh, has more opportunities to make the huge plays that he made the other day. But Carlos Hyde was at forty nine. Uh, Duke Johnson was at. Uh, there's a bunch of Johnsons here. Uh, twenty nine. <laughs> That's not good. And right. Chubb was at th- three. Three? Yeah. Three carries, 105 yards. Those are the only plays he was on the field. <laughs> Blew it. It's exactly. That's what happened. Jeez. I didn't even realize Which is that. why. I really didn't. Yeah, which is why Hugh Jackson is like, yeah, we got to get him more involved. <laughs> I, I'd yeah, say there's only you. one way to go up. <laughs> yeah, great I didn't analysis. realize the <laughs> only three plays he was on the field. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, think about that. Think about the bang for your proverbial buck here if you are uh, a I didn't rewatch that game. I rewatched a whole bunch of games during the week. That one, the condensed game. I watched a whole. I watched a whole bunch of live, but I didn't realize that was the only three plays that he was on the field. Well, so here's what I'll say for you. Let's no, get here's what I'll say. talented rookie and limited right. greatly. <laughs> but that's, this is the point here. I think there's, there's meaning to be made out of that data, even though it was surprising to you, Blewett. And the meaning I make of it is uh, if I'm a Duke Johnson owner, yeah. I'm shopping him right now. 
because his his uh, the increase of Chubb is not going to come at the expense of, of Carlos Hyde, I believe. And, you know, Duke Johnson was this kind of PPR back for the Browns in the last couple of years. But remember, the Browns had a dearth of other options. They now have other options. And if Chubb is going to start getting more opportunity, I think it's going to come at the expense of Duke. And you already mentioned it's 29 or so snaps. That could be in the teens real quick if Chubb gets up there as well. But yes, only three for Nick Chubb. Yeah, that's fair. He's only touched the ball 21 times through the four games has Duke Johnson. Nine catches for 84 yards. He hasn't gotten in the end zone yet. So uh, that's something to consider on that game. Obviously, Flacco. I mean, that's an, this is another one I'm looking at. But again, the home dog thing. I, I can't. Yep. Look, I, I'll just blow my Division picks game. right now. I already. I we we won on the Patriots last night for our Survivor stuff. I, I laid off the spread there. I am going to go with the Packers like you did because yeah, they're only laying one. I know they're banged up, but I trust them greatly over the Lions. Uh, yep. Would it absolutely stun me if the Lions won? No. Because I think they showed a little bit against the Patriots there. But I'm going to trust Aaron Rodgers to get his team out of uh, sort of divisional exactly. hell and get them to 3-1-1 one, and one, and back, as you like to say, back on the good foot. So, um, I, so this is why I'm a little worried about that hook with the Ravens and the Browns. But my – what is it? My heart is telling me I want to pick the Ravens here. But my head is telling me, yeah, it's a three and a half on the road. This could be a tight one. But why am I trusting the Browns all of a sudden? Why? Uh, because you're swept up by Baker mania. <laughs> I guess. I'm not. Saying here's the thing, though. Here's, here's what I'll say. I think their coach here's is the worst coach ever. I agree with you. He's given Nick Chubb three snaps. You know, I agree with you. But um, I think for me, the hook is really scary on this one. Um, and the Ravens and the Browns, historically, even, you know, the season when the Browns went winless, wasn't like the home game against the Ravens, something where it was like a blocked field goal that they ran back at the very end of the game to get to, to win the Ravens. I mean, I, I think this is the divisional matchup, the close one. You throw the records out the window, that sort of stuff. I believe those narratives in the AFC North in divisional matchups. Uh, and you know how I feel about the home dog. If this was two and a half, I might be okay with it. But this is a stay away from me, Blewett. Yeah, so Flacco has 350 passing yards in two of his past three, 11 touchdowns and five picks for a 90.5 rating in his past six versus Cleveland. So he's had good historical numbers here. John Brown, who I said is really not being talked about that much. Mm-hmm. He's got, I mean, his numbers are right near Antonio Brown's. Keep this in mind. I know Antonio Brown has been disappointing, but I mean, John Brown is right near him. Three catches for 116 and a touchdown last week. 22 and a half yards per catch, Dane. He trails only Deshaun Jackson in the uh, yards per catch amongst players with 15 catches. So John Brown, I, I'm telling you, in some of our type leagues, I've seen him out there. People are Maybe mm. feeling like they used up uh, the, the best of John Brown and are moving on from him. I would say hang on to him for now. If he's going to be a big play, a home run hitter, then you know what you're going to get. It's going to be some big games, some bad games. But right now he's been very usable in three of the four games thus far. Uh, we just talked about the uh, running backs there. Jarvis Landry aiming for his third in a row at home with seven plus catches and 100 plus yards. So before we get to the last uh, thing for this segment, I want to tell you to head on over to DailyRoto.com. It's the industry-leading daily fantasy site that has produced seven separate FanDuel and DraftKings million-dollar tournament winners and millions more in smaller prizes for countless subscribers. So once you're there, just click on Go Premium. You can use the same daily fantasy line optimizer that has helped DailyRoto customers achieve remarkable success. 
And if it's sports wagering you're into, just click on the new sports betting tab. It's where you're going to be able to find the same tools that have produced all those daily fantasy winnings, for, but in this case, for money line picks, picks against the spread, game totals, and player props. So go to DailyRoto.com and enter FNTSY for a special discount. DailyRoto.com, the industry website where millionaires are made, literally. Dane, we'll do our picks at the top of the next segment, and I'll open the phone lines now uh, at 888 888- Eight, excuse me, 844-843-6879. That's 84FNTSY. We'll take like three calls, knock those out. Dane and I have our picks to do, and we'll try to push out as much information on some of these other games as we can. Uh, let me see the one more game note I wanted to get to. Oh, uh, yeah, it's Calvin Ridley. Let me talk Steelers. Falcons, and if we yeah. lead into the next segment, that's fine. This get them all over, in your DFS lineups. Of, get them all yeah. in your DFS lineups. <laughs> no doubt, all hands on deck. We talked yesterday about the over being really high, or a couple days ago, the over being really high, and it tends to get pushed down throughout the week. There's still an opportunity for that to happen before Sunday, but it's actually gone up to 58. So, uh, based on the lack of pass defense on both teams. Uh, you can see huge games here. Calvin Ridley, I always, you know, I, you know how I am with rookie wide receivers. He's already passed the standard mm-hmm. rookie averages for rookie wide receivers, and we're only four games into the year. Yeah, absolutely. I mentioned this point uh, with Scott last hour. I told him that I was game stacking this up. I got your boy, Matt Ryan. I got Calvin Ridley. And then on the other side, because you know I like to attack their secondary in Atlanta, because Deion James is out, Deion Jones is out. Give me Vance McDonald at only 4,600 on FanDuel this week, Mike. Love it. Love it. We'll come back. We'll talk more about this game. And we'll get our picks and your calls. 844-843-6879. It's Mike and Dana on FST. If you're someone that needs fantasy sports advice every day, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network has you covered. When you download the FNTSY Sports Radio Network app, you get the top fantasy advice every single day right through the weekend. Be sure to listen to our weekend warriors like College Football Today. Welcome to College Football Today. Weekend Fantasy Update. They call me the Fantasy Jesus. In this league, it is never short of exciting at ITL. And so much more. Download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app in the iTunes and Google Play Store now. And keep the best fantasy experts right in your pocket all day long and all week long. back on FST, Mike and Dane. Uh, we got a couple of calls, which we'll get to in just one minute. But before that, if you enjoy playing daily fantasy sports but are sick of dealing with professionals using algorithms to select hundreds of lineups and entries, try the Props Builder tool at mybookie.ag. Forget having to create multiple lineups and ditch the hassle of dealing with late scratches and avoid experts winning 90% of the money. Invest in the players that you want without salary caps. And if you'd like to sign up for a new account using the promo code FNTSY, you'll receive a 50% deposit bonus. There's no more dealing with late lineup scratches, no experts to compete against, just you and the prop that you choose. So go to mybookie.ag, enter promo code FNTSY upon sign-up, and choose your matchups using the Props Builder tool. That's mybookie.ag, promo code FNTSY. So, Dane, uh, on to our picks real quick before we get to our callers. Um... I'm going to just right out of the gate, I'll go with the same one that you had picked, and I got Packers minus one. Uh, I have some faith that one of these receivers will come back, uh, although I know Dr. A is not feeling so good about it. Uh, I'll, it's I'll not going to be Jerome Allison. <laughs> yeah, one of these receivers will come back. So he's out uh, for uh, concussion protocol, correct? Uh, they, he is still in the protocol. 
So given yeah. that, it makes it very challenging for him to be on the field and cleared by Sunday. Got it. Okay, so I'm going to go with the Packers still uh, minus one on the road in Detroit. I know you picked that game as well. So yep. go to your – what is your next pick there? Sure. Um, just so you know, also, there's some stat out there. Matthew Stafford against teams that are below 500 versus teams that are above 500. Matt Stafford yeah. is pretty much the litmus test for a good team. You know what I mean? Can you beat Detroit? Yeah. Um, and I think Green Bay will be able to. So I got to also say, though, unfortunately, Scott, I mean, Mike, I am a man of my word. I texted Scott and Mike yesterday being like, hey, can I make one of my picks officially be on Thursday night? Um, and I took the under, though. I thought this was going to be more of like a 31-10 kind of game, and it was. The garbage time really uh, screwed me. So I'm already 0-1 on the week. You know about my Green Bay pick. I agree with that. So my last pick that I am going to make, um, I think the Saints blow them out on Monday night. I like the Saints on Monday night. I don't think Washington can keep up with New Orleans, okay? And I like Mark Ingram coming back, in essence, making this offense whole. I think the Dome gets rowdy on a Monday night football. We've seen it before. We'll see it again. I just think Washington it doesn't have the horses to keep up. So I could see uh, Monday night being something like a 31-17 kind of game. I will lay. It's under a touchdown, okay? So if it was 7.5, it would give me cause for pause, but give me the Saints minus 6.5 half against the Washington football team Monday night. So many of the teams that are talking to me are road favorites uh, like yeah, I Baltimore saw some of those. and Tennessee. Uh, I think those guys are absolutely going to win these games. But you know, Scotty took the Rams up. minus seven and a half at Seattle. Wow, so Scott's off his own team. He's there. off his boys, yeah, and he's got Russell Wilson as like quarterback 15 right now. <laughs> he's off his team. I think you, I think there's an opportunity for for what you said with the Saints. It's too many. I don't want to give up that many points. Their defense okay. has been terrible, so uh, I'm not going to go that route. You talk. You're trying to talk me off the ledge about this Cowboys Texans over. <laughs> Here's what I'll say: the Texans yeah. in their four games so far uh, this season have allowed 27, 20, 27, and 34 points. Zeke Elliott was obviously a beast last week, and I don't know that they're going to be able to stop them. On the flip side of things, you're, you said during the break that you think that these Cowboys pass rush, which is legit, can get after Deshaun Watson. I said just uh, everyone gets ago, after Deshaun Watson. <laughs> he's at 42 hits, the most in the league so far. I don't. I mean, that's not going in the opposite direction anytime soon, but it has also forced him to put the ball up in the air and a lot of times. So I just think with a, a little bit of a depressed line at 45 and a half, all I really need here is like a 26-23 game. And I think that's entirely possible. Uh, I don't see this being particularly low scoring. So for now, and I reserve my right to text you over the weekend, but I'm going to take Fair. the Cowboys-Texans over at 45 and a half. All right, fair enough. I, I would stay away from that one just because I think Zeke Elliott and the time of possession that the Cowboys are going to try and play. But I got to tell you that God's honest truth, Blewett. I have not had a good sense on my total bets. You know, I think the only total bet I've gotten right so far this year has been the under on Monday Night Football last week. I really haven't had a good sense of this. So go right ahead. You've heard my three picks. I lost on the under last night. Green Bay minus one. Saints minus six and a half. We both, however, Blewett, are already free and clear with our survivor picks we both went new england and got through there so what's your last pick before we get to the calls i really i, I think i'm just I, all everything in my being is telling me to not do this 
But because, but my heart says that the Titans are going to comfortably beat the Bills, so I'll take the Bills minus five. I'm almost, I'm, I'm sort of tempted by the. You mean Panthers. Tennessee minus five, right? What did, what did I say? Yeah, you Tennessee said the Bills. minus five yeah. to okay. get laying five to the Bills on the road. It's a road dog, a road favorite, which I know you shouldn't do. Um, and the Titans have had some low-scoring games, but I, I just wonder if their defense, their offense is clicking right now. And I'll lay the five here as the Bills still try to figure things out. You know, a lot of times these really bad teams will have that one game. You're like, hey, maybe there's something there. And then they just go back to being a terrible team. And I think this might what might be what's happening with the Bills. They just got blanked by the Packers, which was a tall order, by the way, for them to go on the road to Minnesota and then back to Green Bay in a week. I thought that was a really tall order yeah. uh, for them to have. But the Panthers are talking to me, too. I think the Giants yep. are a disaster right now, but that is a lot of points. I, um, Yeah, it's a lot of points. What I will say, and I think I've mentioned this to you, I'm in a big-time survivor pool. The pot is over 5K, where in weeks 5 and 10 and 15, you have to pick two games to get through, right? And I have yep. multiple entries, and one of my entries is Patriots-Saints. One of my entries is patriots Panthers, and I'm also involving the Bengals in uh, that play a little bit. I don't think Miami and back-to-back road games can do it. Remember, you were talking about how they were um, good in Miami and Florida in the September weather. That's not the case now on the road for the second week in a row in Cincinnati, and we've talked about how we like Andy Dalton. So I think the Bengals could be another sneaky survivor play. The Chargers are interesting to me, too, but that that five-point spread, I can't do two of those in in that no man. Let me ask you something real quick, Blewett. Yeah. Real quick, because you talked about the five points and the road dogs and that sort of stuff. What I also stay away from generally is what I'll call a bigger number, and five is not as big as it could be, but with a super low total as well, you know, because Vegas is telling you it's going to be a lower scoring game, and in lower scoring games, the points matter more. You know what I mean? So that would be another thing that would scare me about that play, but Blewett, you know what you're doing. We are both seven and five so far. Yeah, um, so we'll stick with those for now. We'll see if I change anything over the weekend. And we're we've been on the up and up. Anything's that we change, we uh, we just do it uh, to one another. And we yeah, absolutely. Sure you folks are good to go. I, I also I guess it's unfair to the listener telling you what our best bets are and then changing it when I get off the air. So I try not to. But if I get some information that changes it, then uh, I have to do so. So uh, let's well, then take tweet it out as well. Tweet it out as well, blew it. I okay. shall. I shall. Holly in New Jersey, how you doing? Dilly dilly, Holly. Holly in New Jersey going once. <laughs> I, hello? Holly hey, how you doing, Holly? What's going on? Hey, what's up, dilly dilly? Good morning. <laughs> I just wanted to uh, follow up with y'all on the trade question and um, about James Conner. I was trading him okay. away. Yep. So yep. I ended up doing I, – I would be receiving Tevin Coleman and Jordan Howard, and I would be trading away John Brown and um, Conner to bring back those two. And I was just talking all morning about <laughs> I like John Brown. Yeah, you were talking about John Brown, but I love this, though. I love this, though, Blewett. Yeah, Holly, I do this, okay? James, uh, James Conner, his value is going to evaporate in the next three weeks, okay? So, yeah, you know, you, you, you have John Brown, and that's good, but the two running backs you were saying you were bringing back are, are legit starters to me. It was Jordan Howard and who else, Holly? Kevin Coleman. Yeah, those are two guys you're going to be able to start on a week-to-week basis. James Conner, 
I've said his his value evaporates and blew it. I like John Brown as well, but it's not as solidified and stable as a guy like uh, Tevin Coleman and Jordan Howard. So yes, I would pull the trigger on that, Holly. What do you think, blew it? Hey, hey, uh, I don't. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, Holly. Um, uh, just a, uh, one more question in regards to Lamar Miller on my um my squad and Gio Bernard. Should I like keep? keep them or should I try to pick up like a Kenyon Drake or a Deion Lewis for one of those? Well, I definitely would pick up Deion Lewis. Deion Lewis. Uh, yes. Deion Lewis. Yes. <laughs> I like, so I like Gio Bernard as a player, but Lamar Miller's actually been better this year than people have given him credit for. He's just not getting in the end zone. Uh, yeah, I but Deion Lewis be... is far better than Gio Bernard, yes. especially with Mixon back. Yes, I think you. I think you, since it's a similar type of player, I will tell you that this season I'm taking Deion Lewis over Gio Bernard every time. So I think you can make that switch and not look back. As far as the trade is concerned, I think it's it's close, but I still uh, I'm with Dane. I lean towards the Tevin Coleman, Jordan Howard side. Uh, I think Jordan Howard will get better, and I think um, Coleman is always going to have value. And I think it's possible based on what Scott was saying and Dr. A was saying, there's yeah. uh, there's opportunities for Freeman to go back on the shelf at some point this year, and then Coleman becomes imminently valuable. This offense is putting up a lot of points because they can't play defense. So thank you, Holly. We appreciate thank it. You. Now we got Mario in Phoenix. Mario, what do you got for us, bud? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, How you doing, question. Mario? What's, what's up? Um, what do I do with Alex Collins? Uh, he's been doing pretty well subbing. I already have uh, Dalvin Cook, and I'm going to put him on the bench, and I, I'm going to sub him with Matt Rita. So I'm wondering what to do with him this week. I also have Royce Freeman, so I was wondering if I sub him, I put, put Royce Freeman in there, or should I play Collins and use Freeman as my flex? But in my flex, I also got Tyler Boyd. What do you guys think? Go ahead, Dan. Yeah, um, I leave Tyler Boyd in that lineup. To me, it's about the running backs, right? And Collins, I would not start Collins this week. I don't care about them saying they want him fresh. I am concerned about Collins. I think he is in Harbaugh's doghouse. The fumbles are a problem. I think Buck Allen is sort of emerging a little bit as the lead back in Baltimore. So um, I would have, I would leave Boyd in the flex spot personally, and I'd like to see your thoughts on this one, uh, Blewett. I would go Brita, and then, you know what, I know he had a bad outing, I know he's not 100%, but I think I would still ride Dalvin Cook out there because of his explosiveness. I think if he's active, you gotta start him, so I think I go Cook and Brita of that group, and I keep Boyd in the flex. What do you say, uh, Blewett? Because I'm just, I'm really down on Collins. Yeah, I'm looking at our numbers right now. In order, they have Brita, then Collins, then Dalvin Cook all lined up. I'm really concerned about Dalvin Cook's health. I just am. Yeah. I think, though, if you're playing it out and they get down near the goal line, they should give Dalvin Cook a crack. They're not going to take him out there, I don't think, for Latavius Murray. You don't Murray. think that's Lat Murray time? No? I don't think so. I mean, I think okay. they want him to get the ball. want to get him in space. I don't think he should be playing, personally. I don't think you should have played last. So you week. would take you would play Collins over Cook. You would play Collins over Cook. <sighs> I actually have that decision. <clears throat> yeah, because I agree. I, we I agree. Brita is definitely the play, right? And we agree that we yeah. get Boyd in. So it comes down to Collins or Cook, which is an interesting conversation. That is a tough one. Cook is obviously the better player. <clears throat> Dane's got a point about Harbaugh, but I think Harbaugh is going to give him a shot this week. If he blows his chance this week, then I think he's out. Uh, I think we'd already know, or we will We will find out this weekend, if Collins is really in the doghouse. And I think you could find out before game time. So here's what I'll say, Mario. 
I'd leave <clears throat> I'd leave Collins in there. And if you hear anything along the lines of, well, they're not going to trust him near the goal line or uh, Javorius Allen is going to start, then you put Cook back in there. I'm just worried about Cook's health. It's it's stupid that we have to have this conversation because I don't know what the Vikings are doing. They, I mean, they have no, big sure. things. They have big things in in line for this season, as do the Jaguars with Fournette. And both teams mm-hmm. are just forcing these guys out there in situations where we're fans. At the end of the day, we yeah. can tell. And here's not the healthy. other thing: what are we doing? And here's the other thing: I'm going to tell you, they got thanks, Philly, Mario, for right the ball. at Philly. Yeah, thanks, Mario. Dilly, dilly. Um, they're at Philly, and like this Philly defensive line is stout and deep. They rotate them in, so I think this could be a perfect place to kind of like lose the battle, to win the war. And if you also maybe would see Philly in a playoff potentially, maybe you don't want to show all your cards. I really think this is they maybe they should sit him this week. Like I said, to w- lose the battle, to win the war. I wouldn't be. You know, um, shocked if they did that. But then again, they didn't do it on Thursday night football in a short week either last week. So, you know, yeah, that, that was uh, stunning to me. Um, can you tell me who leads the NFL in QB rating right now? Can I tell you who leads the NFL in QB rating right yeah. now? It is yeah. either it's either Patty Mahomes, Jared Goff, or Matt Ryan. You. I am going to go. Those top oh. two. That's the top two. You already got it. Goff yeah? is first. Okay. And. Uh, Mahomes is second. Jerry Goff Where's Matt Ryan? 20. He is. Where's your boy Matty Ice? The natural. Behind, oh, okay. behind Breeze and Fitz. So, but here's the thing. Remember this. Fitz what did we say, off. Blewett? Wait yeah. on quarterback. We said wait on quarterback. All wait summer. on quarterback. We said literally, if you're in a 12-team league, let the 11 guys draft a quarterback first. We would say we love those quarterbacks, right? And who were those quarterbacks that were right there? It was Goff, Mahomes, Ryan. This is where you would be if you listened to us. Those are the four guys that we talked about a lot. Now, I, I will concede that as – as drafts heated up, Mahomes was really going in that top 12. But there is no doubt that Goff and Ryan and Mariota were not. And I know you people are saying, why do you keep mentioning Mariota? I'm just telling you. Watch what's going on. You love happen. those Titans. I think, I you love the floor. That's what it is, to, right? They haven't even played well. And they're 3-1. Sure. And, and they're 3-1. and one. That's right. Offensively. So, And I think they go to 4-1 and one this week. I have an Adam Thielen question here for you. Ooh. Adam Thielen had eight catches for 135 yards on a touchdown in week four. Yeah. He joined hmm. He joined two Hall of Famers as the only, now only three players with 100 receiving yards in each of the team's first four games since 1970. Amazing, right? Julio Jones yeah. never did it. Antonio Brown never did sure. it. Calvin Johnson never did it. I'll, that's a hint right there. But two guys okay. have done that. In the first four games of the season. I should have given you more time to answer this, but just spit out some names. Uh, I think it's got to be more recent, right? Because of this past happy league that we are in. More recent. Um, yeah. This and century. I think it, um, oh, that's, I'll, this I'll century. narrow it down for you. Um, Marvin Harrison. That's a good one, but no. I'll but give no. you. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, is it one of the greatest show? Season. Ooh. Um, that wasn't the greatest show on turf, was it? No, but that's another good guess. You're on the right back there. So if you mm. want to pick the, one of the guy from the greatest show on turf, you could do it. Do I go Holt or Bruce? I will go Holt. Uh, it's Isaac Bruce in 2004. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
He had a hundred receiving yards in each of the team's first four games. The other one was the epic season that the Pats had in two thousand seven. So that was Randy. Oh, Randy Moss. Moss? Who did Randy Moss. Well. Okay. How, well, how, that look at that. Look at that category. I was close. Right there. I was yeah. close. I said Bruce. Yeah. I said Holt, and it was Bruce. <laughs> right. All right. But so there we go, folks. Uh, you got our picks out there. Uh, we should probably tweet them out to let you all know. But thank you for listening on this Football Friday. Good luck this weekend. I'm on air all day on Sunday, 8 to 1. So just I'm holding it down for five hours. Thanks for listening. Have a good weekend.